Hello everyone, welcome to this global GEG broadcast. We'll be making a start shortly, and while we're waiting for everyone to arrive, why not head into the chat, let us know who you are, where you're from, your Twitter handle, and if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer during the course of this evening, let us know there as well. Also, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button to make sure you stay up to date with all of the events being organised by us at Global GEG. We'll be making a start really soon. Thanks for joining us. Hello, welcome to boot camp. Yeah, day two, day two, we are here. Good morning. Good <laughs> Yes. Well, good morning if you're me, because I'm here on Pacific time zone here. So it is 6 a.m. bright and early. Um, but welcome, welcome from wherever you are all around the globe. We are happy to see you. And I'll let Amber kick us off. All right. We are so glad you're here. So excited for day two. Um, it's 7 a.m. where I am. So it is very early. But you know what? I was up with all of you today to be here. I am Amber Trout, and I am an instructional coach at Fountain Fort Carson in Fountain, Colorado. I work with grades six through eight, and I do our online digital academy, and I also work with teachers in blended learning. So take it away, Steph. And I am Stephanie Rothstein. My role is a TOSA, a teacher on special assignment. I also co-chair a project-based learning pathway. I'm in high school, grades 9 through 12, and I specifically teach the English 9 component along with helping other teachers in my district implement educational technology. So we are happy to be your MCs once again for day two, guiding you through. Yes, so as you know, we are on day two. We've already finished day one. Thank you so much. We had such a great turnout. We had so many people showing the love on day one. So today is day two, and we have a, a third session that is coming up on the 26th, so next Friday. So make sure to join us for that last and final session because you are graduating from this boot camp next Friday. Um, if you want this slide deck, it's going to be on our website in the YouTube links and the docs links there. So um, go to the boot camp website and you can get this at the end. Um, also, we realized last week that not every one of you has some camo, which I get it, I got it. So we decided to have you show your army color. So if you got green, if you got brown, if you got tan, any of those colors, take a selfie with your screen or whatever and send it to us on, on Twitter. So they're the so creative with that, though. Even if they didn't have it, they printed it out. They figured out a way. I love it. Ingenuity. <laughs> yes. And just make sure that you put hashtag global GEG and you tag us in it. So wear your greens, your browns, your tans, anything that's army colors today. We are loving that and we are ready to see it. Okay, so overview of today, you are here to see docs, slides, sheets, forms. Um, and this is really gonna be that day that gets you into what goes is housed inside Google Drive. And I know many of you are really excited about today because you feel like you really can unpack some of the, the areas and the layers of the Google Suite and areas where you might have some more questions. And that's why we're here. Our presenters are going to be awesome and they're really gonna be guiding you through each of these. Um, and, um, and we're here to help support you along the way. So if you have questions, you can make sure to keep asking them and then we'll always return um, during office hours if you have more. Yes. 
All right. Yes, exactly. Speaking of office hours, <laughs> we have those every Monday after our boot camp. So join us on Monday if you have any questions, you really need to have something clarified or you just can't figure something out. They are completely optional. I know people asked that last time. Do I have to attend? No. It's just if you need help, if you need additional time to process something or to ask us questions. And there will be a time in the morning and in the afternoon for office hours on Monday. So please make sure you join one of those sessions. But if not, you can uh, watch the recording and maybe some of the things that you had uh, questions on will be answered. And um, if you have continue to have questions after that, we can have you um, email info at globalgeg.org and you can get your, your questions answered that way. And we also have been compiling all those questions. So we have a document that has all of those on it. Um, and so if you ever need to go back or check, you can search that document. Um, you can search that document using command F. You can look for something. You can look for a keyword to see if other people have had that question in it too. Okay, leaderboard, here we go. So leaderboard, if you're not a part of it, this leaderboard has been going crazy. So please become a part of the leaderboard if you haven't, if that's something that helps keep you motivated. We would love to see you on there. Um, I'll await, maybe in the chat, I'll find out who is at the top because that keeps changing at the leaderboard. So- Always Aaron, Aaron Molden is killing it. <laughs> oh, congrats, Aaron. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to Aaron. All right, next slide. Thank you, Stacey. All right. Also, we have the website where you can find the resources for the boot camp. So like I mentioned earlier, if you go to the boot camp website on the Global GEG site, then you have all the different things that we have been compiling there for you for resources. Um, you have that amazing hyperdoc by Stacey Klein. Shout out to Stacey Klein. Uh, and she she made that for you as well. And it's got a lot of really great information in there. And she will update it as things change if there's things that are changing with the test. So um, just make sure you go there. If you need any extra resources, they will be available for you. Awesome. Okay, the other pieces, if you didn't know, this is just to make you aware, um, Randall Sampson, Dr. Randall Sampson, love that. He's amazing and he has set up um, on through Wakelet, you being able to get grad credit. So if you need more information on that, um, he tweeted about that yesterday. He ran a session with us. Um, he's a part of our global gig. Um, and you can go down to level, I mean, level1.globalgeg.org to get more information if you were not aware. Okay. Oh yeah. Are you telling them this one? You, uh, you are. With well, this. I am. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, you have the code. You have it. It is here. The code is wake up. Oh, it's true because I had to wake yeah. up. So wake up, everybody. It's our. We're starting boot camp. Wake up is the code. Wake up. All right. Next up. Wake up and get those points. Woo woo. Yes. All right, we have some amazing tweets that we are getting and we had so many last time that I don't even think I could keep up. I don't think any of us could keep up because you guys were giving us so much love. So we are so excited about that today, but we do have some shout outs. So we have Dina. Dina had some amazing graphics that she put together. Thank you for that. We loved it. We are so excited for those. Oh my gosh, Arlene. Arlene is my favorite. She's a favorite. She literally, as you see right there on her on her table, she printed those Google out, those Google signs out, and she made earrings out of them. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Arlene. Yeah. I about cried when I saw that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then um, and then Randall, who I mentioned earlier, who was awesome and put our all the wakelet stuff together for this group. Um, 
Randall also has a book. He said I didn't need to mention it, but I just have to say that this graphic came from that and he was kind enough to share it. But one of the things that I wanted to say as I think about being an educator and really working on this is really coming to this with that open mind and really understanding that that it does take a grit mindset to tackle something new. And we know that you're here, that's part one, and you can do it. So if you came to us for day one and you were, oh wait, go back, I have more to say, Stacey. I have more to say. <laughs> Okay, so um, so if you have if you have um, if you're here for day one, uh, and if you are already here for day one, then that means that you really and you're here and you're back for day two. Then you're pushing forward. You're asking questions when you were confused. You were focusing on the big goals. Um, we we ask that you really believe that you can do it. That's why you're here, and that we all make mistakes. That pink one where it says "learn from mistakes." We all stumble. It's actually how you learn the most. Um, and you know that from your own students, right? When they get everything right, there's no reason to pay attention to the lesson. But when you make a mistake, all of a sudden you really care deeply to know, how do I fix that? What do I do? Now I have a question. So what we would say is, if you have questions, that means you're learning and growing. So great, ask them. If there's something where maybe you need to revisit it, just know this is recorded. So if you need to step away, if you, if you need to do anything else and then come back, this is recorded. If you need to slow it down, if speakers are going at a pace that's too fast for you or you want to speed it up, you can come back and rewatch at this same link and you can make it the pace that is yours. It is your PD. It is free PD for you. Make it what you need. Just know that. Um, if you need to make it bigger so that you can see everything, you can click full screen mode um, and then you won't have the chat feature on the side, but maybe that'll help you be able to see everything that you need to. And every presenter is coming to you from a different location and everybody has their own style when it comes to speaking and presenting. So I would just know that just like all of us as educators. Um, and, and I would just say for me, as a learner, I can learn from each and every person, even if it isn't my way. So we thank you so much for being here and for being gracious with us and connecting with everybody. Um, and we're really lucky to have you out there cheering us on. So if there's anything else, we will have feedback at the very end, a, a feedback link. But um, but please just go into everything with an open mind and be encouraging for other people so that everybody has the opportunity to learn. And we thank you so much for that. Thank you, Steph. That was great. Oh, oh, this is me too, because I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, it, we had this last time and we're going to take you through some great exemplars if you didn't already know. But if you're not a sketchnoter, sketchnoting basically means drawing out what you see. So in a visual form, what are you seeing? Um, and that some people may have referred to that back in the day as doodling, but it's a, like an updated and upgraded doodle. So, These are great ones. Oh, I can't wait for the next page. Oh, they're amazing. So if that's your way of taking in information, you can do it however you like, but if that's one way that you can process, feel free to do that and then tweet those out. Um, or use use social media, I should say, because there are many ways to message so that. Good. So here are some. Oh, who are these awesome people? Can you can you see oh, that? Yes, they are. So let's see. We have Amanda Gillespie. We have also small Aaron Briars and Corey yeah. Hurst. You guys did some amazing sketch notes. We were like, these are awesome. There were so many and I was going back through it going, oh, I remember when I learned that and that. It was great. Okay. And then more bonus points. You have opportunities to, to earn a ton. Did I take your slide, Amber? Um, it's okay. I can go with it if you'd like me to. <laughs> okay. 
you go, Amber, you go. All right, pick, pick which application you think you would use most today from forms, docs, sheets, or slides, and tell us why. Tag a friend, tag a presenter, tag whoever to cheer them on and say thank you, um, and complete this to get 50 bonus points. But before we go to the next slide there, um, I also wanted to say that online, we have had some amazing people really giving it their all every day, um, being vulnerable with us, but also sharing personally and professionally with us, and we just, we see you, and we know that you are more than a member to us. And so, Erin Molden, you have been all over it. You have been promoting us like crazy. We love it. Um, also, Amy Connor's mom, I think it's Amy Baggett. Correct me if I'm wrong. But she has been all over it, too. She's been, you know, every day tweeting, to sending her things in. And Corey Hurst, we've had him constantly giving us his amazing graphics and getting excited for today. Um, and so we are so excited. And the last one, oh, Crystal Hammers. Crystal Hammers, we love you. Seriously, love you. Um, so we are giving out these amazing virtual hug badges because you're more than a member to us. And we want to make sure that you guys are getting recognized for the amazing work that you're doing, sharing personally and professionally with us. So we are going to get those badges for you soon. But just look out for that. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be coming soon. And in about 90 seconds, it's coming up, we're gonna start Google Docs. So we wanna make sure that if people were logging in for our agenda that they know that this is your 90 second warning. We're about, we'll go into doing Google Docs and we're quite lucky um, and really excited to have our presenters for that. You'll get a lot of hands-on pieces. Um, and then Amber, you were a part of some of the office hours before. So it, if, Maybe I'll just take this last minute. If you start to have questions, if you're going through and you're doing your sketch notes, for me, when I'm doing sketch notes, if somebody says something and I miss it, I leave a blank. Like I leave a spot to go back in and watch that recording and leave a, a fill in. Um, and then some other people like to use maybe Google Google Keep to put their questions. There are so many ways that you can that you can have your questions and then just let us know what they are. And then um, and we're here to help. There are people in the chat. Our global gag members are all in the chat. Some are backstage here, um, and we are all here to help support you. Again, this is a group of all volunteers from all around the world. I promise you are from all different places. And yeah. yesterday we had a new leader meeting too. And there are people coming to our group from everywhere and we continue to grow. So we would love to have you join us. Um, and we're excited to welcome our first two speakers for the day. We'll bring them up here and let them introduce themselves. But welcome for Google Docs. You're gonna start us off. Here we go with Rick and Edith. Yes. Take it away, awesome team. Look at us. I'm leaving you right at 15 minutes. Good luck. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, next slide, I guess. Well, you can. Do you want to share your screen? Or oh no, we were going to take over when we get a little further in. Uh, my name is Frederick Ballou, but I go by Rick. I am a. a I'm gonna say fifth grade instrumental music teacher in Bloomington, Minnesota. It's a fancy way of saying beginner band teacher. I'm also a Google certified trainer and innovator. And this is Edith. Hello, I'm Edith Fogarty. I was here last week for some of you that were here. Um, I am the technology integrationist at a small elementary school in Vermont. I am a Google certified trainer. Um, and I'm really excited to be back here today to help uh, with Google Docs and Google Slides in a few minutes, so. So woohoo, um, that's what my dude is saying. He's, anyway, um, talking about docs, 
Docs is more than just Google's version of Word. Um, in fact, if I'm totally honest, Microsoft has been aping a lot of what Google has done over the past few years with a lot of its sharing features and comments and editing and stuff like that. And we'll be getting into that momentarily. Next slide. And when the slide deck goes out, all of these uh, links you see, create a document, share settings, editing, collaboration, version history, explore, um, add-ons, insert menu, docs, cheat sheet, stuff like that. Those are all clickable links for you, but what we're gonna be doing right now is more of a live demo. And I'll start off with creating a document and I will take over right NUR. So I guess share my screen. Whoa, that's so cool. All right, so this is what we were looking at, yeah? Now we have um, creating a doc. There's a bunch of different ways that you can go about creating a doc. So for example, you could go to your Omnibox right here and type, um, what is it? Docs.new. Docs. Docs. Docs.new pops up right there, bada boom. That's super cool. It's a new feature that has come out in the last year or so. And it'll just plop that up for you. Another way to do it is through the waffle. So for example, if you were say in your email, you could go to the waffle and go down to docs and click on a new doc. And then of course, if you were say in your drive, you could click on new and docs. And something else that's kind of cool here, you can do a blank or you have options of templates. Um, for our purposes today, we're just gonna use a blank doc, but we're gonna go with one that Edith and I started a little earlier to show you an example. For example, it says, this is an example of a document. All right, so here is our document. It is an example. And we're gonna talk about different ways you can share because when you take the level one test, that's one of the things they're gonna ask you to do is show how to share with others. Uh, well, they're gonna ask you how to create a doc, which we've just showed you, but they're gonna want you to share and different ways of sharing. So the share settings can be found in, one of them is edit, right? Oh, I don't see it in here. Um, right over here, that's what I'm talking about. You click share and you can share with people. As you can see right here, I'm already shared with Edith but I could add someone else. So let's add, I don't know, Meiju, because you know she totally wants to see what's going on here. <laughs> um, and she could, we can decide if she, we want her to edit this document. She can leave comments or like you might do with your students, because you don't want them to necessarily edit the document you share, they can view it. So that's one way to share with folks. And these are the different levels of sharing, right? You may have noticed if you're an old, old time, old timer like Edith and I, this looks totally different. Yeah, they, Another they changed way to do, that up recently. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's prettier, I guess, but it is somewhat confusing for me because again, I'm old and I fear change. But what you can do here is you can copy link and you can just send it out. But if you click on this guy right here, make this link searchable with your organization. Ooh, got it, that's new. Anyway, you can decide if you want them to be a viewer, a commenter, or an editor, and then you can copy this link and send it via email, or you can post it anywhere that you can post a link, and that's another way that people can get access to your document. 
And to be and clear on that one, that once you've shared that link with people, you can change their editing privileges without having to send them a new link. So all of that happens live and it's a way of, if you accidentally share a document and you left somebody as an editor, you can go back in and quickly change them to just a commenter or to make it make them just a, um, a view only um, permission so that, you know. For example, like let's say you share this out with your students and you have a kid that just starts going, poo, poo, and you don't want that anymore, right? You can go ahead and get rid of it. And then you can go in and go, nope, you are no longer allowed to say anything. You can comment, but you can't mess up our document. Does that make sense? Like what Edith, Edith was saying? Yes, yes cool. that's exactly what. I'm asking you if it makes sense. I guess I should be asking the people in the chat. Whatever, I can't see them. We're um, not watching the chat at the moment, so I guess we don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> it totally does. I'm gonna answer, it totally makes sense and they all get it. Um, over here, you can also see comments and that leads us to collaboration, at which point we're gonna have Edith take over. You can switch over to my screen. I guess that would be for Stacy to, okay. There we go, yes, just a, just a minute. So um, <laughs> once again, so this document I shared with Frederick, uh, as, with Rick as an example, as you can see, and one of the advantages of using Google Docs over just sharing documents that have to be um, emailed back and forth is that you have these, these live edit features and these, this live collaboration. And so I was able to tag Rick here in the comment box which automatically pushed an email out to him that notified him that I had tagged him. So I could have tagged him for a to-do list. I could have tagged him for, you know, I want some feedback on this. It, 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 imagine what you would tag somebody for. But the fact that it integrates right with email and it sends them the message and then they can come back in and I can resolve this comment. You know, he obviously responded to it. We could keep a, a stream here of our, our conversations. I encourage teachers to use this with students um, when you're going into a document, you can highlight a section that you want them to correct. And then students can go back in, make the changes. They can communicate that they've made the changes. And you have a running list there of what your feedback was to students. If, they've, if they go and resolve the comments, which doesn't make them go away. If you're the, you're the teacher, you have, you, you have more power than them in this. And so they can't actually delete your comments. They can resolve them, but you can... Um, open them back up here in the comment section. But it would it would give you the, the formative assessment there of what it is that you suggested and whether or not they actually made the changes. Um, and so the way you get to those comments, what I did here was I just highlighted where I wanted to tag Rick. And so you click on either this box up here in the corner or there's a nice easy little plus button here on the side that would let you add a comment. And the way you tag people, there's two ways. You can either use the plus button and that brings up people or you can do at, so shift and two. And that brings up people that I've tagged in my comments before, obviously, but I could put anybody's email address in there. So if I just click here, it automatically adds him. I can assign it to him. And then that, that actually notifies them that I want you to say that you've done this when it's done. And so if I click that assign piece, once again, you see that that part is, is um, already linked there to Rick's email. Um, so I'm gonna- and, and then I will receive an email when she does that. So as soon as yes. that happens, bada boom, I get notified. Right. So the other piece up here, I'm just checking back to my cheat sheet notes here. Um, in this 
in this section up here, um, you can see this, this comment thread for all of the suggestions that were made, okay? Um, and so that's just getting through our comments and tagging others in comments that you see there on slide 18. Um, and so in docs, we have the ability to change our editing mode. So this pencil right here that you see on my toolbar um, allows me, because I've got editing privileges on this document, I can edit anything but I can also make suggested edits. So if I wanted to come here, I could say that, so now that I'm in the suggesting mode that you can see there, I can say my edits then become color coded in green. And so if uh, Rick wanted to come in and say, yeah, that's a good idea, he could, um, you know, whoever the owner of the document is could go in and they could make those edits, the actual, um, the actual text on that document. And so you can see what people think should happen rather than just putting a, a comment over here with whatever your feedback is. Okay, so that would be easy to resolve there. And that's super helpful for students. There was a question in the chat, um, yes. if the editor is notified if a setting gets changed. So like, let's say you're the owner of the document, which you yep. are. Um, if you switched me to view only, would I get notified about that? You would not necessarily get notified about that. Yep, um, exactly. You, you generally find that out when you go back into the document and you can't do anything with it, um, which, nope. which happens which happens frequently, I find. Um, yes. people, people make settings or they change things or you know whatever, and people have that ah, moment. Okay. Um, the other way that you can collaborate, a nice easy way, and this is one of those, those uh, tips that people often overlook. It's one of those things that I remember learning about when I went through my own uh, boot camp training and then kind of forgot about. Um, but it's a neat little trick. So you have the opportunity to, to share with people up here, like Rick brought up. Okay. And they'll, when you share a document with somebody, they'll get an email. It will end up in their inbox. They can then go to Drive and access the document. But now that Rick is a, is a collaborator on this document with me, if I want to email him, I can come right here to this file menu and I can come down and I can email the collaborators. Oh. And so I get a, uh, it would automatically bring up anybody that was a collaborator in this document. I could remove any of them that I didn't want to email. And then I can type an email message right in here. And see my, my morning typing and then I can hit send and it emails him you know a, a notification that says that um, you know I've emailed him about this document and so if you're working with a team of people then that would be an easy way to email them and say like I updated the agenda for tomorrow please feel free to add anything um, without having to, to leave docs to go back to your email yep and I just got that email it's like lickety split right I already went to space and back huh I know right it's the it's future it's crazy. Okay. The other piece that makes uh, Docs so powerful and has changed my life as a technology integrationist, how many of you have um, used uh, Pages or Word and you have those kids that you tell them and tell them and tell them to make sure you save and make sure you save and they don't. Um, Docs, do. Docs totally takes care of that. I mean, I taught the little, little kids, my little first graders that, that didn't understand about how to save things. Um, and so when we trans when we moved to Google Docs um, several years ago, this has changed my life as a tech integrationist. So there are lots of ways of um, using that to your power. 
One of the most powerful is this right up here has a, is an easy link to version history. It shows where the last edit was. You can also in your file menu, see a version history and you have the ability to name versions. Okay, let me let that sink in. So you can see every single edit on this document. You can see who made that edit and you could name your version history. The way that I've uh, tried to get teachers to use this or encourage teachers to use this is imagine that today is the day that all kids turn in the rough draft of their essay. And you wanna have a way to know that that's the rough draft to compare it to a final draft to show growth. If you were to have, were to have all kids go in, click on version history, name it as their rough draft, then when they come back, so if I were to come in, for example, let's, okay, now I'm gonna delete everything and I'm gonna, oops, I'm still in suggesting mode. Here, I'll go back and I'm gonna undo. I did that with a keystroke, I'll show you in a minute. So if I delete that and I say, um, we should change everything, okay? So now I've changed the document. Everything's gone that I just deleted. Where is it? So if I come back here, I can come back to my version history. I can see my version history. And so every edit to this document, you can see that yesterday at 7.07 is when I started it. And then I added some information. And then this is when Rick showed up. Eventually. Okay. Eventually. But every single thing, you can see that I on this document am all the teal edits and Rick is all of the purple edits. And if I come back here, here's my named rough draft. So this is what I had when I before I hit delete. And this is my current version. Okay, so if I wanna come back to the rough draft and I wanna restore this version, I just click this blue button and it brings everything back. It warns me, but I can bring everything back that we have. Nice. Okay? That is an amazing tool. And this is something that is, is possible for multiple Google applications, but this is an amazing tool, especially for younger students or less confident technology um, users so that when they make a mistake, they need they can understand that it's not, not gone and it's never gone. Um, it also helps um, with those shared documents where you know there's the accusations of so and so did did this to my document and really they didn't. So you can you can prove at least if they're logged into an account, it's whoever's account they're logged into that is color coded with those presentations. Okay. There have been a couple things in the chat talking about how this is a game changer for them. Yes. Uh, one of the ones that got popped up on our screen here was by Diane K. I'm not gonna say the last name because I'll mess it up. Um, it says name version history, great idea for weekly newsletters, one yes. file, all weeks available for parent questions. And yes. then Luis, uh, who we all know, uh, always name version before I share, just to be able to go back if things get crazy. A lot of people are really digging the whole, uh, the version history thing. Cause I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah. Like you said, the kids who forget to yeah. save. Well, and, and I'll show you one other thing that I, that I think is neat. And, I would love to implement more in my my own school is if I were to come back to one of these other examples for, you know, just, just to have something other than my named rough draft, um, you have the ability here to, to print, but remembering that one of the options in Chrome for printing is to save it as a PDF. And so cool. students have that ability to make a permanent, a 
uh, file for that that can you know save in their drive so that they could bring it up for like I, I do this for portfolio pieces for students. So they make that PDF that they can easily upload. Um, and so these it is it's a it's a huge game changer for um, how you approach education and how you approach um, the the growth mindset and like how are you know how how have you learned and how are how are you developing as a student? Um, Next so up, he, yeah. The the what? other piece that is a huge game changer is that that explore tool. So you're going to see this more than once today. So if you miss it at this point, then just hang with us. You'll you'll learn all the different ways that Explore can happen. So down it's almost here, like Google started as a search thing, right? It, it did. It it makes it. The, so the way that I use this one because I teach I teach kindergarten through sixth grade, so I teach the littles. Um, and one of our big concerns is how do you uh, help students to stay where they need to be online? And so this is one of those tools that I use for research for students a lot of the times. So this explore tool down here in the bottom corner, the little kind of star box, if I click on it, it brings up a sidebar. And what this immediately does is it looks within the document and tries to like, it uses its its uh, Google uh, intelligence to try to say, what is it that you might be looking for? So you have the ability here to search any of your documents in Drive and anything on the web and like I said, it immediately starts looking looking for those things related to what's in your document. Um, but I can t I can search for anything in here. So if I were to search for tiger cubs, tiger cubs. Oh yeah, I usually do cats in my trainings. Oh, I don't want tiger king. I want tiger cub. Whatever. Okay. So here's lessons for on the web. There's images. Oh, look at that. And then anything in Drive, and sadly, I have no files or documents that relate to Tiger Cubs in Drive. But if I did, weird. We should have planned better next time, Rick. We could have had all sorts yeah. of things that would have uh, would have related. Oh if I did my work account, we'd probably have something. So now, if I wanted to add this information, I can click on this plus button. It says insert image. I can just click and drag if I wanted to. So you can add images directly into Docs. I will say that for level one. Um, you will not have to do a lot of these things, but this is just, None. you know, how else can you use docs in your teaching as an educator? Um, the other piece, so if I come here to to, um, to the web results, the, to the text results, then I could click on one of these links here that would help me find information. Um, I could go to look at other results in Google as well. So it would take me a little bit out of this. This is a really good tool that I use when students have done research um, and I use it on some other other applications you'll learn about later. Um, but this is a good tool for kids to find um, the fair use images because they're all these are all you know royalty free. They're all um, screened by Google to, to be okay for anybody to use for any sort of presentation, which is always a huge um, a huge struggle when you end up just having students go out and do image searches. Um, the other piece that is hugely hugely powerful is that. Google has added a built-in citation tool. So if you notice here on these text articles, this right here is a little cite as a footnote. And all you do, if you found information from this website, so if I were to click on this and open up a new window and do my information and find out about, ooh, those are kind of crazy looking cats. Um, but if I find some facts about tigers, then I can come back over here and then I add that citation. And 
it's there at the bottom of my my window. I did this with my fourth graders this year. They didn't they didn't have any concept of how to make a bibliography or a works cited page, but we told them that they were responsible for giving credit to their sources because it was important. And so we were just building that foundation. They they didn't have to worry about the formatting of it. They didn't have to think about, you know, when do I put the date and how do I structure it? It was just a lesson in your resources need some credits. Okay. Um, the other piece is if I, you know, come up up above here and I click on my other citation tool, it automatically reorders. So you don't have to do anything. So any of you taking grad classes, the other piece that you can do up here is you can change your citation format. Nice. So if you need APA or you need Chicago based on whatever your professor's um, preferences or whatever your professional study is, I guess, you can you can click on that and you can change that. It won't change what's already here, but it will change your, your proceeding or your following whatever um, citation. So that's a huge, like amazing game changer. It's it's pretty much integrated like with Google Scholar in that way right. too. It's Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely. Someone posted um, and it popped up underneath uh, that, it, that Explore plus images plus citation eliminates the research paper shopping that right. some kids might be doing. Yep, yeah, Explore tools plus docs plus citation, one-stop yeah. research paper shopping. Yeah. Um, is that a good thing? I, I misread. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, and so there, there are, so the, the things that Rick and I just, just, just talked about are the, are this, the, there's the knowledge and the skills that um, you might find if you decide to go ahead and take your level one um, certification exam. But we wanted to make sure that we uh, showed you a few other tips and tricks and tools that might be valuable for you as an educator in the classroom or just as a user of Google Docs. So if we, um, I wanted to make sure that we, we I'm gonna close out of my explore menu over here on the side, but I made make sure that you realize that there are all of these tools right across the top if you are a brand new to Google uh, Docs user. Um, or Word or Pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's not as extensive as Word and Pages. And honestly, I, I was an avid Pages user until I became a tech integrationist and we moved to Google. And now I go back to Pages and I get overwhelmed by all of the possibilities because, you know, you can do amazing things, but I don't always do the amazing things in, in Docs. And so... Hey, Steph. Hey, Edith, do you yep. mind? I think we had a ticker over your screen. I just want to make sure now that I can see everything, can you just circle your mouse around where that explore button is in that bottom oh, yes. right corner. So Absolutely, down here in the in the bottom. Does everybody see it? Or can you see it? I'm, I'm looking yes. at my screen yes, and not there. Yes, okay. Yep. It's there. Yes, it, so it's down at that bottom. It used to be up here in the tools piece and it, it yeah. still is. I just, right I cheat now when I go down to the side. So there's lots For of sure. tools that are, that are here. Um, while we're here, pointing out the fact that um, Google has built in not only spell check, but they've also released grammar check. And so any of your grammar mistakes will be highlighted, I believe in blue. Um, and so you can have it show spelling and grammar suggestions. Um, there's the first dictionary there. That, yeah, absolutely. No, that was, that was huge. And it, um, you know, the, yeah, as you teach, as you teach students. Um, so this is where reviewing suggested edits, the comparing documents is a new feature that um, I don't, I don't use as an educator, but I could see companies using it. it what it would allow you to do is um, bring up two versions of a contract to see what had changed in that contract. 
Um, so if you wanted more information about that, you could you could do some research and find that out. That's that's definitely not on level one at all. Um, no. Voice typing. If you haven't, um, if you have students that have trouble with, you know, using either keyboarding or I have some students that just the act of, of typing while they're thinking about their topic is really, really, uh, really, really a struggle for them. And so we'll hook them up with a headset and they do voice typing. Um, and so the way that that works is if I just click on this and then we click on the microphone, wherever my cursor is, it will start typing what I say. Nice. That's a huge assess accessibility feature that Abs absolutely. a lot of people don't it's, it's a tool that you can put in, you can install on a Chromebook to use, you know, differently than Docs. But if, if you just have kids using uh, Docs on a different device or, you know, whatever, it's built in here as well. And I will say that over the years, you know, it it's gotten way better than it was when it first started. Um, I have, I said the irony that I always have is that students with speech issues often are the, the ones that need the help with the dictation. And because of the speech, um, the, the pronunciation issues, it affected the quality of the dictation, but that seems to have resolved for a lot of my students. And so this is a huge, I mean, I've got students who don't want to type anything, who don't want to write anything and have huge um, mental blocks as far as that goes. And when I hook them up with this, most of them will find that that um, stream of consciousness and they will get down their thoughts on paper so that we have some evidence of their learning, which is which is amazing to see how they, how they thrive that. We got about four minutes left. We um, do. Do you want to click on the add-ons so you can talk about some of the add-ons? Again, not on the test. Right. Um, it's it is mentioned on the level two test, uh, but not on level one. Right. But it's it is something cool since I mean we're all learning here, right? Absolutely. So on one of the options here, so that you when you think about Docs, Docs is Docs. It does basic word processing um, tools, but there may be a time when you say like, oh, I really wish there was a way for me to do. Uh, make labels, for example. That's a very popular one. Um, you know, I want there to be some sort of template that I can just pop information in and it will show up. Well, that's what the purpose of add-ons is. Add-ons allows Docs to do something that it doesn't do on its own in the way that Google designed it. So you can click on uh, you can click on this link here to get add-ons. So if you're following along, playing with your own you know blank document, please click on it and explore. Um, it brings up all sorts of of docs. I know that um, one of them on here, uh, Rick said that he used Flat. So there's a yep. option here um, for music teachers to be able to uh, notate music. This is one that I've used in the past with my teachers. It's a word cloud generator. And what it will do is it will take all of the text on your document and turn it into a word cloud. Um, Lucy, I use Pardon? I use Avery Label Maker a yeah. lot um, when I have to, well, make labels. Right. Because um, it's like a mail sort thing that's usually baked into a full service uh, product like Word or Pages. And that's Absolutely. what add-ons does is gives you, because Docs is fully stripped down because it's all online, right? Right. But these add-ons, well, add on and give more value to make it more like the full 80 gig Word that you would normally download to a computer. Absolutely. And so all of these are here. I, I have the one that I added on here was EasyBib. So if you're using that that citation tool for making footnotes, then you could come here and you could make a bibliography or a works cited page. Um, and that what it will do is it will open up a sidebar over here and then you can add like that website. I could come here. I could highlight my website information from my footnote. I could paste it in here. 
I get to decide which which style I want. Hit search. Oops, what just went away? Oh, uh, nice. Uh, Darren just put something up. He uses with uh, the voice dictation with his Spanish students. Awesome. So it should like to see if their pronunciation is right. Yes. So. Well, and and Louis to add to tie this right in. I had um, one of one of our add-ons that was actually shown to me by a um, language teacher was Kaizena, which allows you to give voice feedback in the in the comments um, in as far as it, it uh, connects really well with Google Classroom for them. And so they were able to give native language feedback to students as they did their work, which I thought was cool. Neat. So this, um, this we, is my bibliography I and, and you can click it and it will add it right to the end of the document to finish up what I was saying on that one. That's okay. fantastic. Um, could we get back to the doc or the slideshow, please? We've got a couple things we need to say. Um, Bada boom. The, it, it, yeah, I see you. It's- Okay, you uh, want to move to the next slide? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, oh. Our code for this section is what's up doc. So if you're on the leaderboard, you're gonna put what's up doc, just the way it's typed there including um, you know the apostrophe and the question mark. Let's go to the next one. We got a couple shout outs because you know social media. Um, we wanna shout out a couple people who did some pretty fantastic tweets. Uh, Kiwi Kemchik wrote Twitter challenge number one, tag at global and hashtag global. Uh, I love docs, so do we. That's why yes, we're doing this. Absolutely. Um, and then the next one is that. Um, just wanted to point out how cool it is with the little dancing person there. That's pretty sweet. That um, after that, I think it's, you're up again, Edith. I am up again. The next thing. I don't know if Thanks, we're gonna everyone. Absolutely. Hi, oh, great job. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be getting started with uh, Darren. Let me get him up here. Yes. All hey. right. Um, you guys are going to be, let's see, get Stacey's screen up here. You're going to be talking about Google Slides. We're super excited about that. Yes. So, Shall we? All right. Take it away. Brilliant. Well, um, just to, to follow on from last session, obviously, a lot of the features that we're going to see within Slides also exist within Docs. So that enables us to kind of go through a little bit more in detail. Um, because we don't need to go over the same things over and over again. Sometimes they're in different places, but we will have a look. So anyway, I'm Darren um, at Rangan the Trainer, and I'm part of GEG UK, uh, and I'm a learning technologies lead at two secondary academies in a place called Whitham, which is about 40 minutes away from London uh, in England. Uh, and it's great to be here and joining you, and uh, brilliant time on Monday in the office hours as well. So really good to be part of that. Should we get started, Edith? Absolutely, let's go. Great stuff. We have next slide. Fantastic. Now, my, my big thing about this is I love Google Slides. Um, I know Jared and a lot of other people refer to Google Slides as being like the Swiss Army knife of the G Suite because it really can do so many things. It's not just Google's version of PowerPoint. It's so much better than that, and it's so much more versatile. It can replace things like Publisher as well. You can do all sorts of things with it. So it's more than just presentations. And hopefully we're going to show you uh, a little bit more about that tonight. Um, and I say tonight because it's like it's getting late where I am <laughs> in the UK. Um, big shout out, though, first of all, to um, Girl Taz, Lynn Ray for, um, yeah, 
tweeting that. Um, it's my pet hate. I hate people that put F on Facebook just to follow things. Uh, it really bugs me. Um, so I really appreciate that. So well done. Um, these are basically all of the different things that might come up on your exam, providing you don't press F. If you press F, that stands for fail and you won't do very well. Okay. Um, so these are some of the things that will come up in the exam. I retook my exam last week uh, and a lot of these things came up and I can't tell you exactly what came up, um, but a lot of them did. So we're going to be looking at all of these different aspects. And just like in Edith and Rick's session, when you get the slides, all of these are um, hyperlinked to support documents and things like that. So you can go through and have a play with them. OK, but the kind of things you'll be asked to do will be things like inserting text boxing, sharing the slideshow with another user. Um, using the explore function. So that's what we're going to look at today. And again, we're going to do that um, like the previous session in a um, kind of hands-on way. So what we'd love you to do, if you're able to, is actually create some slides along, along with us as we're going through. You don't have to, obviously, but I do like to give people the chance to practice. So if you want to, feel free. Okay. And if you were, you were with us last week, you might know how to drag your tab down below your address bar to have a split screen to be able to watch us and to be doing your work. So if you remember that and you wanted to give that a try, this would be a perfect time. Absolutely. So if we have the next screen, Stacey. Magic. Okay, so this is what we're gonna look at today. I'm gonna to take you through the first three aspects of there, creating the slide, adding the multimedia and the explore tool within slides, because it's slightly different to what we've just seen in dots. And then Edith's going to take us through collaborating in slides, version history again in slides, and how we go about presenting. And we're going to look at slides as a publishing tool as well as we go through that. Okay, so we're going to um, make a start. And I'm going to present my screen, if that's okay, Stacey. Fantastic. Now I can't see now, so are we, are we, are we all good, Edith? We are. I can see your camo's boot camp screen. Fantastic. I thought I'd, um, I'd update my theme just to go for a bit of camo for boot camp. So <laughs> we're going to create a Google slide. And much like with Docs, as Fred said, we can go through and we can go to slides here. And that will take us into slides where we can see the option of the blank presentation and lots of different templates and also all of our existing slides. If we click on the template gallery, what you will notice is there's a general gallery and there's a gallery for your domain as well. So if you're within your district, you might find there's already templates sat, sat in there ready for you to use. And there's all sorts of options like flashcards, lesson plans, science fairs, certificates, loads and loads of different things you, you can use that are already set up and then you can just tweak around. OK, so that's one way to get there. But my preferred way and the way that works for me best is in my Omnibox, I type the letter S. Because I've done it so often, it knows now that I'm probably going to type slides.new. So S enter gives me a new slide. And I just love that because it's nice and quick. OK, now the first thing we have to bear in mind is just like with docs, if we want to share our doc with anyone else later on, we can't do that if it hasn't got a name. If I try and share it, it's not going to let me do that until I name it. So I need to give it a name. OK. I'm not going to share it at the moment. I'm going to come up with a name. And this is what I love about Google Documents and slides and everything else. I'll put my title in there, Corgis. All I've got to do is go up to Untitled Presentation, 
and click and it names it for me with that text. Okay, awesome. so we've already added in some text and we can resize that text however we want. We can highlight over it and we've now got as of about sort of five, six weeks ago, incremental size increases so we can go up one at a time or we can go up in bigger chunks. It's entirely up to us. And we've got all of our text tools, so we can go bold, italic, we can change the color, we can change the highlight behind it if we want to. So we've got all of these text options that we can use. And equally, we've also got the option up here in insert to still use word art, okay? So if we're used to using word art, it's a slightly different format, but you can just type in there and it will automatically create some word art for you that you can then add in and you can customize. So we've got a gray fill on this one. So we come to the gray here and I'd like it to have a sort of that sort of color fill. And then the outline is this one here. I'd like that to be black and I want it to be slightly thicker. So I'm gonna do it like that. And then I can resize this however I want and it all stays in um, proportion with itself, okay? You can also change the font style of that as you change those colors. You change the font style, it changes what the word art looks like too. Absolutely, yeah. If we go back up to the top and we go to, say, for example, Ubuntu, it changes slightly. It's not massively different. But if we went to something like Lobster, we can see it's go. completely different. So you've got lots and lots of different options. And some of them don't have the fill and the outline. So it's important that you check them out before you decide on the one that you want to use, okay? But corgis are great. We've also got down the right-hand side here, the option to import a theme. So I've just got a plain white theme, but I could go for a black one, or I could use any of these preloaded themes here if I wanted to, or I could import one from my domain if I wanted to create one. However, I tend not to do that, because what I like to do is something slightly different. And this is where adding in the different multimedia becomes really useful. I'm just going to move that out of the way for a moment and I'm going to insert a picture into this. Now, there's numbers of ways we can do this. I could open up a web page and just search for a corgi and I can find a picture that I like. Uh, let's go with, yeah, he's quite nice. And I can just click on that and grab it, hover over my Google slide, come in here and then drop it in. And that will automatically bring that corgi into that picture. So I can just pick it up and drag it across if I want to. That's one way I can do it. Or I can come up to insert and I can go here to image and I've got six different options. I can upload from my computer. I can search the web, which will open up, explore over here and start to find images for me. I can find them from my drive, from my photos, from a URL, or I can take a photo as well, depending on my device. So there's six ways to add an image in, okay? Plus that seventh way where we've just dragged it in there. And so it's really useful. But what we're gonna do with this now is use the Explore tool to see if it can come up with some suggested themes. So if I click on Explore, um, sometimes it does it straight away, sometimes it doesn't. Try again, it might be because I've got the word art in there actually. So let's just take that out for a moment. Remove those. Let's go to explore. There we go. And it started to create some nice looking slides for me. Um, 
and you've got black and white options and various different options you can choose. I quite like that one actually. So I'm gonna choose that and that's gonna be my theme. So I haven't had to spend ages creating a theme. I can just redo it really, really quickly and play around with the text however I want and then I can increment. A useful little tip for you, um, control shift and the um, greater than button or command shift and the greater than button on the Mac will let you also do the increments to a size that you're happy with and the lesser than will do the same in return. Okay, so that's a nice little tool. And what we can also do, because we've got text there, we can format that text and we can drop a shadow into it and things like that. So if I click on, on the little arrow, I can change the color and I could say, for example, I want a yellow arrow um, shadow on it. I don't want it to be too great, but it gives me the option to put that little kind of shadow effect in there just to kind of tidy up my slides a little bit and make them look a little bit more um, outgoing. So we've got an image in. We can also insert shapes. So if we come to shapes, we've got lots of standard shapes here. So we've got things like hearts if we love corgis. Um, we've also got arrows and flowchart options. We've got callouts and banners and rosettes and things like that. And there's even equations for maths. But for the moment, um, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to use that shape. I'm going to get another picture of a corgi the other way. So I'm going to go to insert image and I'm going to search the web for another corgi. Uh, and there's the original one we found. Um, but I'm going to choose this little puppy one now. Um, and I'm just going to double click it and it's going to bring it in and it's quite big. So what I'm going to do is just shrink it down slightly. I'd like him to be moved over here. But I don't like that square out, um, outline. So what I'm going to do is if I click on the image itself, I've got the option here to crop. But right next to it, this tiny little arrow is a little hidden gem. OK, here we can go to shapes. And I can choose any of these shapes and it will automatically reshape that picture for me. So I can turn it into a nice little rounded picture. I could make it a circle and I can also then put a nice little outline around it and maybe make that a little bit wider just so it matches the rest of the theme a little bit better. OK, so that's how we're adding our different multimedia. But the last thing I want to do is to add in there maybe some sound and maybe some video. So what I'm going to do is go to insert again. I'm going to go to video and it gives me the option of searching YouTube, searching by URL on YouTube or by Drive or searching in Drive. Now I know I don't have any Corby videos in my Drive, so I'm going to search on YouTube just by putting Corby. Uh, want a corgi, want a corgi, 10 reasons why you should get a corgi. Corgis are the best. There's a real sales pitch going on here for corgis. <laughs> corgi compilation. There we go. So I'm going to choose that one. I'm going to drop it into my slides. And I can have that wherever I want. I can resize it again. I could have it over here in the corner. I could even, if I wanted to be really clever, put a little image of a TV screen there and overlay the video on the top of it. But then because I've clicked on it, I've got playback options. So I can choose whether it will play automatically when I press present, whether it has audio on it or not. So I'm going to turn the audio off. 
but I can also choose the start and end point. So I can start playing this and I can say, oh, right, okay, I, I quite like that. That's, yeah, that's fine. Um, so let's, let's start that, not right at the beginning, but 10 seconds in, and let's only have it play for 10 seconds. So it's just gonna play for that 10 seconds, okay? So that's our video playback sorted. And if I click present now, we can see the video automatically starts playing. <laughs> and it should stop at 20 seconds. He's getting excited about it. Look, is it going to happen? There we go. Okay. So really, really simple things to do using that explore button, using um, the inserting the multimedia. The other thing you can do, though, is insert audio. And this was um, one of those things that was coming for a long time to, G uh, to Google Slides started had a few problems and went away and has now come back again so to add audio to your slides what you used to have to do was find a youtube clip with the audio and kind of make it really tiny and hide it somewhere but what you can do now is you can go to audio and you can pick up um, some audio from your drive so if you've got an mp3 in your drive you can just add it in it creates the audio you can see it puts a little image down here with the sound okay you can choose whether you want it to play on clicker automatically. You can choose whether you want the icon visible or not. You can loop the audio if you want, and you can choose the volume of it as well if you want. So you can just do that. And then what happens when you present? And you get the lovely tenuous link there to the cha-cha slide, which obviously... So, Darren, uh, does that music play as you change slides, or does it just stay with one slide? That's entirely up to you. So you've got the option. So it can be a soundtrack for the entire slide deck if you want to. Could be, it. yeah. Let me just get back onto it. Yeah. There it is. And go to Format. And you've got the option there to stop on slide, on, on slide change or not. So if you take that off, it will just keep playing and loop for as long as you want it to. Right, so those okay. of you that are looking for a way to, to make a, a fun and interactive and exciting slide deck, there you go. There was Absolutely. also a question in the chat, Darren, about um, resizing text. So can you show them again where the button is for resizing? Because they were saying their whole screen was getting bigger. So I think that they're just going to the wrong button. All uh, right, yes. Yeah. So if I just put in a text box for the moment, uh, let's pretend that this um, Corgi is called Cora. Sounds like a good name for a Corgi. I'm just going to make it white and I'm going to make it bold. And obviously I want that to be bigger. So I can come here and I can just choose a bigger size, like 60, like I've got there. But if I use command, if I'm clicked on the word, the probably reason it wasn't working is you've got to be clicked on. So you highlight the text and then either control shift or command shift and the uh, greater than or the lesser than key will then change the size of that text for you, okay? Thank you. Brilliant. So now over to you, Edith, to talk about collaboration, right? Absolutely. So if somebody wants to uh, get my screen up. I'm gonna be honest and say I was fiddling while Darren was working here and I was making my own little Dalmatian slide deck so that I can show you how to share. So it, uh, you're gonna notice that a lot of this is the same. 
Um, as with docs, if you were here a few minutes ago when we talked about docs. So what I'm gonna be talking about as we look at is how do we collaborate? And then once again, that version history for slides. Okay, so if I click up here on our share button, I have the opportunity to share this with anybody. So I can go back and share this with Rick. I could share this with Darren and I actually over here, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back to my, my Google Keep, which is another tool in, um, in Docs that I can copy here uh, and I can share this document or this uh, slide deck here and I can decide I'm the owner of it. I'm gonna say it's done. And so now in my sharing settings, why isn't it showing you? There it is. I have to, I have to select him, sorry. So I can notify people. So it would allow, it would send a message to him or I can just share it. And then uh, maybe we're sitting in the same room and I just direct him to go to his drive to open it. I once again can decide, does uh, Darren have the right to be a viewer, a commenter or an editor? So if you're sharing this, this direct link with somebody that you just want them to view, like your students, that would be important. If you're sharing it through Google Classroom, you can change your settings there, um, but you wouldn't share it this way anyways. Um, so if I were to allow Darren to be the editor, I can send him a message and he'll get his, once again, send off an email. It will warn you if you're sharing outside of your organization just to make sure that things are, are safe, okay? So now you can see that he's in there. I could also go back and change those settings whenever I want. I can also make this link posted to a website or I could share it with a larger group of people. I could shout it and I could share it out on, on Twitter or on Facebook if I wanted to. So right now, this is warning me that it's only, um, it can only be opened by people that are here in my, my domain. So I can click on this to change that. So I can um, make it with anyone with a link is a very popular one. And that updates my, my permissions. I could make it anyone with a link could, could edit it. I'm not sure why I would do that, but maybe if I'm sharing it with them, it, they would just be a viewer. So once again, you can copy that link and then you can paste it or, or, or share it or email it with anybody who you would like to share that um, slide deck with. Okay. Um, so as we look through here, just like in docs, there is a version history to slides. And those version histories, once again, are up here where it says the last edit. It's kind of hidden there with my, my window. If I hit my present button here, I can make my window a little bit bigger. Um, but you're going to lose that because you're not in the editing mode. Sorry. Um, if we click on the file menu, you also have that version history here as well. And so if you missed it earlier, you get the ability to name your versions um, so that you can easily go back and see. You can look at your entire version history as well. And so if you notice, there's Darren. He popped into to my slide deck to be able to edit things. Um, you can see every single change that was made. And see, I started mine as a, one example. And then as he presented, I was fiddling and I made a different example. So I just switched it right over. Okay. So you can see that the confessions of the presenter today. Um, so you can restore any version if you find that something was wrong. The other thing that I've done in the past with my students is, you know, five changes ago, there was one, one thing that they put in that was really great that's gotten deleted. 
you can come here and you can you can take a piece of it out and you can copy it and paste it into into the live version of it. The really, really important thing to remember when you're restoring versions of slides that are collaborative slides is that when you restore the version, any change that's been made since that version by anyone is going to be gone. So you're, you're um, as everybody adds, so if you make a collaborative slide deck with a class of kids and everybody's working on their own individual slide, you can't restore a version because one child's slide got deleted. Instead, you could come back here. You could, if you have all of the slides, you know, down your left-hand sidebar, you could actually select that whole slide. If I, if I copy it, um, Command C on my Mac here, and I go back to my live version, I can paste and that same slide would come back up. So if a, if a slide gets deleted, that's the better way to get it back. Um, restore, like I said, will delete everybody's work and then you'll get somebody else upset with you. Okay. Um, once again, you still have that email with collaborators available here in slides. Just works the same way as it does in docs. You can, everybody who is a collaborator will pop up. You can send a message and it will send it off. Um, I think I'm, I'm just flipping back and forth here so people know where, where we're headed. Um, presenting. So in order to present your slides, if you're in a classroom setting, so this, this screen that you see here is the editing version of it. You have the option of presenting with a, a presenter view that will allow uh, question and answer through audience. I'm gonna be honest and say, I don't use that as often. Maybe Darren can speak to that a little bit better. Um, yeah, I use it quite a lot at the moment actually, right. because where I'm distance learning, I'll have my slides on screen during a Google Meet with the um, uh, URL sitting across the top of the screen and the students respond via that. Um, right. So I'm using it a, a, an awful lot. And the good thing about that is it gives you a Q&A history, just like you get a version history as well. And so I'm I'm going to say right now that the disadvantage of presenting this way is that I now you can't if you if you make your own slide deck and you click on that, you'll see what you'll what I'm seeing. But I now have this window that you can see. And I now have an, uh, an extra window that tells me how long I've been presenting. It shows me which slide I'm on. It has audience tools. It would show me my speaker notes. And so I would have the ability to kind of prep my presentation. My audience gets to see the slide deck, but then I can um, get feedback from them. And like, like Darren said, with questions and answers and those kinds of things. Um, the other piece here that is sometimes a, a helpful tool, and I, can you see my pop up at the bottom of my window? Um, yep. So sometimes when you hit the present button, it, if, I, if I exit out of this and I hit present, my present screen has now taken over my entire screen but maybe I wanna be able to work with other windows that are open. And so down here on this tool menu, if you click on this little icon, what it does is it keeps the presenting piece full screen, but then I could still access other files on my desktop or in, within another window. And that's a neat little helpful tool that you know I kind of fiddle around with because you know I'm as the integrationist, I'm not always the one that's presenting. So I'm not always um, as skilled with the actual presentation piece of this. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've got a, a couple of questions in the chat, and I think yeah. it links quite nicely onto our, our final point, really, just talking about you know the publishing aspects of, of this. There's a few people asked about um, animations and, and all those kind of things that you can do within um, Google Slides. Um, like, like using them to create animations? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've done that, and it's wicked cool. So yeah. that, that relates to our, our very last uh, section here that we're going to kind of co-present. Um, just all the ways that you can use Slides as a publishing tool. Um, um, one way or the other. So I, my school did um, 
Jane's and the Giant Peach is a musical. And so as my one of my tech integration tools, I had created a basic slide with a peach and a background, you know, a little house with a tree. And my students had to uh, take that, that peach and make it bigger and then uh, make it roll away. And so as they did that, if I hit exit on this one, um, you know, if I were to, I, I, we may not have even have time to show all of this, but basically if you make, you take one slide and you put an image on and then you change it slightly, you can go slide to slide to slide. And you, as you present it, it will make things appear that they're moving, um, which is amazingly fun. I What's your favorite way to use slides as a publishing tool, Darren? Yeah, absolutely. So stop motion videos can actually be created really quite easily yes. um, with students, but also, you know, you can still, Use your animation tools. So if you just go to um, top bar in in your drive, and if you just go to uh, where are we? I forget where it is a lot of the time. There we go. If we go to slide, you've got the Show option. Show your there. screen. Um, can do. Yeah. Can we switch to Darren's screen. Yeah. Just really quickly. Thanks. Brilliant. Okay, so here we've got the option. Obviously, I've got the text here. You can insert animation just the same as you can in others. So you've got the option to fade it in on a click or you can fly it in or you can fly it out and you can have it after the previous, with the previous. You can choose the speed and you can add a secondary animation as well. So this is gonna fly it to the right um, on a click. So we just click play there and, and it didn't work. Uh, there we go, there it goes. So it's go. gone click. So you can add your animation as well really simply um pretty straightforward but great way to make things like newsletters much more engaging because you can embed videos into your newsletter if you've got a video of students singing put it into the, the newsletter and send it home electronically and parents can watch it and these little videos you can just pop them out larger so there's loads and loads of options slides really is an amazing tool and i think um a lot of it people know nothing about. And uh, all I would say is go and click stuff. Just get Do you want to show them real quick the, the page setups? Because I, I hear you saying newsletters. And so immediately my brain thinks about paper newsletters that are eight and a half yeah, by 11. And so knowing that slides are not a static size, you can adjust the, the page setup in slides to fit your needs, whether you want it to be, you know, the default setting on it is, um, is a widescreen setup but you can customize this within the file page setup menu. You can customize the size of your slides. Um, if you know, you want to make it, um, a, you want to make it, um, a regular piece of paper size because you're going to print out or create a PDF of a virtual yearbook with students, for example. And then, you know, it's going to distort the images I have on there right now, but now you've got, that size um, slide deck to be able to to manipulate as you as you see fit, and so it's really really versatile. It's um, you know Google Drawing is another tool that I've used in the past, but most of what you can do on drawing you can do on slides, and then in a lot of ways um, add it and make it make it a lot more um, user friendly when you're as you're working on it. So um, so many ideas. Brilliant. Should we go back to the the main slide thing then? Because there's a, I, I I think think so. a couple of points to give away, haven't we? Okay, this is me. Here we go. So we covered all of that, and it's again they're hyperlinked. So, so yes. shout out to Kristen with this awesome little Bitmoji video. Everything that we've just talked about really popped yeah. in there. Shout out to Tony Vincent as well, um, and also to Slides Mania. 
really worth checking out. Some absolutely fantastic free templates um, that you can get there. They really are incredible and much better than most of us could ever come up with. Uh, I think there's a second one as well, isn't there? It is. There is. Sarah as well for the slides.new and the really, really handy. And like I said, like I did right at the very start, the, the more often you do it, um, the less you have to type. So there's, there's a, a key word for us, the cha-cha slide. Uh, we'll go and get you some points. But I think we've got a challenge as well for people, haven't we? I think we do. There we go. So quite simple. If you want to gain some extra points, create yourself a new Google slide. The topic you're going to teach this week or at the start of the new term, if you've finished, uh, insert a title and an image on the, sleeve, on the slide and use that explore function to come up with a theme. And then add a video to the slides, let it play and present. And if you share it with bootcamp at globalgeg.org, um, then you should find you get yourself some extra points. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You were amazing. And we're going to add in our next speakers. We've got Bonnie and Louise, and they're awesome. So we're so lucky to have them. Um, yeah, don't forget all your bonus points. I'm just adding in our next wonderful presenters. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Edith. Thank you so much. We learned so much and a lot about corgis. I learned a lot about oh, corgis yeah. today. The chat really was exploding about with, with all the new features. People were saying life is changing. People are very excited about somebody who is down at the very bottom of the screen. We, we saw some tweets regarding that. So great job there. And we'll pop off to let um, Luis and Bonnie take it away because you're going to learn so much in this one. I know so many people were awaiting this yes. particular presentation. They feel like it's gonna be an area of growth for sure. So take it away. Good. I'm honestly concerned because most of you guys with the, with the, with the challenges we've placed on social media, all of you guys already know how to use forms. So I don't know, I think we should, should just leave. I didn't mean for Bonnie to leave though. So yeah, um, this is us and where'd Bonnie go? Did Bonnie go? Okay. so. Okay, this is me. Right back, Luis. I think she's just restarting her computer. So keep going. <laughs> okay, so this is us. And then uh, this is Bonnie Chalette. She's uh, from GEG South Louisiana. She works there and she's she's very, very Southern. So there's lots of y'alls coming. I'm so. here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm oh, here, yeah. all the y'alls. Yeah, I've had so many issues with my sound. Uh, it happens, especially with the tech people. It usually happens with the tech people. <laughs> Everybody else like laughs. So yeah, oh, and then, that's also me. I'm Luis Pertus. I am um, uh, Google certified, all of it. Like Bonnie, she's also Google certified everything. Um, and I work in a uh, Catholic school in Barranquilla, Colombia. Yeah, so, I work in uh, East Baton Rouge Parish, um, right in the middle of Louisiana. Um, and so yeah, Luis and I are gonna talk to you about forms and sheets. So at least if you want, I'll start with forms because Elise is like really the sheets master for real. Yeah. Um, I'm not bad, but he's he's really good. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna share my screen. Um, right, it always does happen. My my sound man, I have been every time I'm about to go on. Here's the matrix. Um, so we're gonna be talking about forms today. Um, I think like something that Luis and I, we like this because I do always like a spreadsheet. Personally, I'm not a math person. Um, I've, I spent a lot of time in school going around uh, math. So I like, I, I'll write a formula that'll do all the math for me. Um, and I think forms and sheets really work 
well together in that respect. Like you can get all the data and it'll the sheets will take it and do the math for you. Um, so we're gonna start with forms. If you haven't used forms before, I'm gonna walk you through a few slides and then I'm gonna do a live demo. Make sure anybody, if, I, um, if you've got a question, put it in the chat. They're the smartest people in the world there to respond. Um, so just like docs, there are multiple ways to make a new form. You can go to forms.google.com or forms.new. Um, and you can use the app launcher. So we always forget about the, I always forget about the amp launcher. Um, writing on slide 39, we've got a sample form. So it'll show you each type of question. So I'm gonna go back now and I'm gonna look at forms and what it looks like. So if I start a new form from my app launcher, I go to forms.google.com. This is what it's gonna look like. And you can see I've got a bunch of stuff here. Um, I've, I did a choose your own adventure for the Cuban Missile Crisis for our curriculum. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, nobody wins, uh, spoiler alert. Um, I've got like submission forms. Um, we did a slogan contest. So you can see we've got tons of stuff. I used it for property control. Um, and it's not fun, but like that way, like if you're in charge, I don't know how, this is how we do it in the States. Everything has a little number. We've got to keep up with it. I can't keep up with all that by paper. So um, I made a nice little form for it. Um, surveys. So there's tons of stuff here um, that you, you, that you can use Google Forms for. Um, also, whenever you go to forms.google.com, they've got a lot of pre-made stuff for you. I definitely, definitely worth your time checking out. Um, they have all these great templates already made, so you're not necessarily always starting from scratch. Um, some of them even already have an add-on built in. Um, exit ticket, like the whole education section. Um, I know my district, um, when I use my school login, has its own little template section too. So that might be something you can look in if your school, if your district uses Google as an option. And I've made some templates that go into that um, that template gallery. So you can reach out to me later if that's something that that you don't know if your district does or you're, you'd like to do. So I'm gonna look at the form that we gave you, the template. Remember it's on slide 39 at this bit.ly, bit.ly uh, slash bootcamp form sample, and it is cap sensitive. So this is amazing. I'm not gonna lie, Luis made it. Um, when you create a form, this banner is not um, is not default. This is a special upload banner, it's fancy. Um, recently, you used to be able to put GIFs here and Google took it away from me and I was sad, but hopefully they got all my emails and they'll bring it back where I could put GIFs there. Um, strongly worded letters are always the way to go. So these are all the different question types you could have. You can do a multiple choice, which is probably the most common, um, where you could even add questions, um, check boxes. All of these, go all ahead, of these in, in the check boxes and in the, and in the multiple choice, you can add images as options, which is yeah. a nice thing. And in the chat we placed, if you want to, if you want to look at it, from a user's point of view, in the chat, the link that's up in the chat, you can you can fill it out if you want. Amazing, amazing, Louise. Um, you can even have like a file upload. So like I've used it, I, I made one for a principal and she wanted to keep all the teaching certificates together. 
So she had her, her teachers upload the file to the form. So we had this really nice form of her data for all of her teachers in one place with that file upload. Um, and it all was in one place. Um, and she wasn't, she, I sold her on forms. So you've got a linear scale, like on a scale of one to 10, a multiple choice grid, which is, which is neat. Um, I think this is very much like some of the testing scenarios that students run into. Um, so I really like that one. Um, you can even make these into a grid. So I'm gonna, now I'm gonna walk you through, uh, you've got YouTube videos and look, if it's got this little, I got a funny story about this video. Um, you've got all these great little things. So if I wanna add a question right here, I've got these options to the right. What you're gonna need to do on the level one exam is create a new form. So you can see I went to forms.google.com. I made a new form. You'll have to title it. He doesn't want me to title it. Um, so you can see when I type the title up there, it automatically, and you want to make sure you do that on the exam. It's going to tell you what to title it. Make sure if you're taking that uh, level one exam, a uh, Google certified educator exam that you title it because it's looking for that. Um, also, you also don't want to have a whole bunch of like um, unnamed documents in your Google Drive. Yeah, so, always, always, yeah. always give your documents a name. It's just that simple. And uh, you can see all changes are saved. It does automatically save. I do have my add-ons button right here. Um, I like Docapender. There's some really good add-ons. I don't, we don't necessarily have time today. Um, one of my favorite is Form Publisher or um, where I have, you can fill out the form and then it puts it on a document. So say like you're trying to get your end of the year certificates ready. You could make a form where it'll publish it onto that document. Um, and I know a lot of people, um, Luis is really good with Autocrad. I use, uh, like I said, I use Form Publisher. Um, there are a lot of really, really cool um, add-ons to go with this. My little paintbrush here is where I can change the theme. You won't have to do this for the test, but come on, everybody wants to do this. Um, it's got some, some default options, so you can make it pretty. And, and some of those are animated. Yes, I know. I was just about to say that. Now, if you want to be fancy like Luis and add your own, um, you hit upload. But they are some very cute um, animated ones. And they've got it pretty much for everything. Like I know the Night Out one has um, some animated. So you can see like the popcorn falling. Um, and those always like I do find when I send those out. Um, they But when they put those, they took away my own gifts. Um, so here I got my blank form. What you're going to need to do if you're taking a level one exam um, you're going to need to create questions. So, and this is one thing I like about Google, sort of, it reads your mind. So you can see I typed in what day it is, what day is it? It read, it read my question, gave me an op, tried to give me like the best question option. Um, and I can hit add all and it adds it immediately for me. Now, this doesn't happen all the time. I happen to know that question was going to do that. Um, if I want to make sure that somebody um, fills out a question, there's no way. I want to make sure they have to answer this question before they submit. I use that little toggle button right there to hit required. Now, 
you can duplicate a question. Like if you've got the same thing over and over, um, you hit this button. And then this is if you want to throw it in the trash. Um, if I'm like, ah, I don't know, I want check boxes instead. All you got to do is click this little drop down. Um, I like drop downs for really long lists. Like if I have a list of all the schools in my district and I'm saying like I was here today, um, I like a drop down list for that so I don't have to scroll. Um, linear scale, like I said, all the different types we showed you. You're going to have to do like a short answer. You have to do multiple question types on the test. So you need to be able to create a form, name a form, um, have multiple questions on there, and then you need to be able to share it. Now, like I said, we did our puzzle piece. We did our, uh, our little palette. Um, you can preview it here so I can see what my students would see. Um, right here, see I had checkbox selected. So um, I can preview it, which is always good. Like sometimes I like to go back. And then this is where I go and I can decide whether I want to make it a quiz or I want to, um, what I want, what I want to get out of this. So I collect email addresses a lot um, when I'm with students because like that way they can't lie to me about who they are. But I taught middle school, so I have trust issues. Um, you can select whether, um, the respondent gets a, like an email saying submitted. You're doing a form for a bunch of people. Um, it's I like to, to send the response receipts because sometimes people think they didn't like they're like, I don't know, did it work? Um, so that's up to you. Um, but if it does say collecting, like if you're sending this to parents, the only thing about collecting email addresses, they'll have to be signed in. So if you're concerned about parents not having an email or something, I would unclick that. Um, limit you can decide to limit it to one response. Um, you can choose if they want it to edit after submit, or and you can see if they want to see summary charts and text responses. So if like I'm at a PD and I'm trying to get, um, trying, I'm going to put it on the screen and show everybody's responses. Um, I could use this and have that so everybody could kind of see what their their colleagues were responding. Um, presentation. You do a long, a long form. Sometimes it's nice to have a progress bar. Um, shuffle the question order. I know, like I've done this. Just remember, if you have a question for student name, like it's gonna get shuffled too. So, also, yeah, if, you, if you have like an image and the questions are based on the image, it considers the image as a question, so it'll yeah. get messed up. Thank you. Yeah. So you shuffle question order. It sounds great, and it is. But just be mindful of like things you put in there. Within um, and, individual question, you can shuffle the order in the question, so you could have them be slightly different. If yeah, case yeah. Um, so quiz mode, and this is something we talk about on the slide deck. You can make something a quiz, which is something a lot of people use this for. Like I said, forms can be used for almost anything. I've helped um, some schools. I know they do carpool using this. Like they have parents have to fill out a form. Um, like in elementary school, they they check the name and then like that goes to a sheet and they walk the kid over. Forms can be used for all kinds of stuff, but a lot of people use it for quizzes. Um, so in that little in that little gear setting, the last option is a quiz. So you can make something a quiz. Um, you can choose whether they immediately see their grade um, or later after you've looked at it, um, and you can choose whether they can see the missed questions. Um, all of these are options um, for you. Just think about it. Um, 
and follow just follow the instructions on the exam. They're pretty clear about it. When you're done, when you've when you've created your form, you do have to send it. So I'm going to hit this send button and you can see it's going to give me these options. It's going to give me a hyperlink. I can embed it on the site. So like if I want to embed like I've, I've finally gotten principals on the page with this. Like if they've got a parent survey, they can embed it on their website. And it's just right there. It comes up. Um, and so you have that embed code right there. Um, so also, this has moved a little bit. Is this just me or is this in a different spot? You can add collaborators. Um, and that's going to be right here. So say I want to share this with Luis. Because um, I want him to check my... Um, that's showing up. Um, P-E-R. I got it. I'm going to send it to myself because um, I got enough. So you can add an editor, get somebody to proofread to uh, proofread it, check your images. Um, just, you know, it's always like nice to have somebody to check over stuff for you. So you can add an editor. Um, and so, and I'm going to click a button and then I'm going to leave it. I'm going to hand it over to Luis because once you have uh, got your form, you have your submissions, you click a spreadsheet, and now Luis is going to show you how to handle that spreadsheet. All right, Luis, you want to share I your screen? Like... Okay, so um, let me put my screen back up. There you go. Oh, that was so nice. It was so automatic. So um, let's go back to the slides because I, I really like people to see the gifts I made. Okay, so um, there's also- They're very good. There's also this bit link in there. If you want, you can also um, you can also make a copy of the form that we did sampling all the forms because just so you can take a look at to see how it works. And uh, what it says over there on the, on the right side, please don't show your fear. The form can smell it, but they're not really that hard. So don't worry about it. And now we'll see how to redirect all those questions into a spreadsheet. So if I go into the form, and I just I see to all say of what a mating idea that is. Sorry, I got off track. Of no, slides. don't worry. Sorry. And then if if um, all of two of you have answered the form, and I might have been one of them, so it's all of one of you. So there's uh, here you see the responses, which is super nice. And the really cool thing about these is that you can highlight and it'll show you which of the different options are the ones that accounts for everything. But also you can click here and you get to copy, and then you can paste it within like a slide deck or a doc. So it's really nice. It won't paste it linked in the sense that it, if it changes, it won't change in the doc like you would if you did them directly from Sheets, but that's for that's for another time. But at least if you wanna like do a quick and dirty uh, analysis of whatever it is that you're doing in the form, you'll get everything here. So you see all the types of answers we have from all the different uh, questions that we uh, put up. So here's a, there's a folder with uh, whatever it was that people uploaded. I'm not gonna open that yet because I'm afraid of stuff that people upload. And then that's all the things that you can see. Also, uh, you can also add, I didn't mean to add Rick Astley, but yes. Uh, you can add images and you can add YouTube videos. So if you add like a video, you can have uh, students discuss whatever it is that was seen in the video. So. Once you've seen all your responses or you've seen them like this, you can also stick all these responses into a spreadsheet. Somebody else answered. Some Lots of people answered, that's nice. So if you create a spreadsheet here, clicking this nice little green button that says create a spreadsheet below, then uh, it'll ask you where do you want that spreadsheet to be? So it's either a new spreadsheet, 
which is what it's trying to do here. Or I can select an existing spreadsheet that I have on slides to stick it in there. Sometimes so if you're using this, I keep training people on this. So if you're using this for multiple assessments, put it oh, yeah. on the same sheet. Like yeah, keep it all together. And you'll have everything in the same place and it's, you don't have to hunt for Underused slide. feature, underused yeah. feature. But in this case, I'm just gonna create one for this because it's it's too much of a hassle to organize it somewhere else. So there, now we wait patiently while it creates the new slide deck, while it creates the new spreadsheet. And then we have a beautiful, beautiful spreadsheet. And then um, I need to go back to my slide deck, sorry, because this is very important. You can't be afraid of spreadsheets because the answer and Bonnie will tell you the same thing. The answer is always a spreadsheet. Right. Um, it, it's it's for people that like to manipulate and mess around with data. Spreadsheets are the best thing ever. And then there's another thing that 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 Google has, but then we won't get into it, which is Google Data Studio, and that's like spreadsheets to the nth power. But yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's know. next. That's next time. That's next time. <laughs> so basically, uh, the thing that people have is they have like an innate fear of spreadsheets. And all I ask people is if they're afraid of calculators, because all spreadsheets are is calculators. All they do is like take little formulas inside each little cell and they calculate stuff that you ask it to do. So so that's basically it. So um, how do you get into sheets? There's like the simplest way is you head to Google and then over there you see you click on the waffle and then you click on the little sheets icon and uh, it'll show you this. And that sheets icon, the same as everything else, they have templates that you can have assigned to you the same as it's with forms and slides and docs, or you can create a blank. And there's lots of useful stuff there. So that's all very good. You can do that, or you can type sheets.google.com or the wonderful sheets.new, which just presents you with a brand new spreadsheet, which is awesome. Okay, so, ooh, this popped up. So we are talking about sheets and what dresses in sheets, ghost. So ladies and gentlemen, the secret word is ghost. So go crazy on the boot, on the, on the, on the leaderboard. Uh, the leaderboard going crazy. I sheets for data. I worked at a school that had a thousand kids. So it's always dealing with this, uh, like these long lists of kids. And so sorting all those names, I couldn't have done without sheets. It was the best. Okay. I'll keep, okay. So now I'm gonna play with some spread with, with a spreadsheet. And yes, it is playing with a spreadsheet because the idea is for you guys to have fun. Now, um, we're not gonna get very, very tremendously deep into spreadsheets because for uh, the Google certified level one test, the stuff you need to do in spreadsheets isn't terribly in depth. So we're gonna cover like those really basic things, but we'll delve into like little, niggly bits that are interesting and can be useful anyway. So there is an editable sheet that you guys can share along with me and you can mess around with it, which is this bitly over here. And um, we'll, I'll, I'll try and I'm not gonna show it for a long time just so I can do it for, 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 my, for myself so you guys don't mess with it. But uh, there is also a, a challenge maybe, which I'm not gonna read out. So I'm gonna ask you guys to try and make it out. And you're gonna get the spreadsheet anyway. You're gonna get the slide deck anyway, so you're gonna see it anyway. Um, so this is the spreadsheet that I've that that's linked, and this is basically a big honking spreadsheet full of data. And this is basically a student list, which you can see. Let's let it finish load because for some reason, even though I had loaded it before, it's not deciding to cooperate right now. 
Um, it's basically a spreadsheet with lots of names that you might find familiar. Um, and there's uh, like, let's call these scores at the end of the month or whatever you want to call. These are all randomized. So if so, you're going to see the numbers change. Don't freak out. They're changing on purpose. It's just so they don't have the same number at the same time. And uh, what's going to happen here is there are certain things that you have to play around with spreadsheets. Now, the first thing you have to understand is that each little cell is a teeny tiny little calculator. And that's the best way of looking at it. And the way you interact with the cell is you give the cell instructions at what you want it to do. So like the most terribly, the basic instruction there is, let me, let's make this a little bit bigger. Ooh, that's too big. Okay. So the most basic instruction we can give right now is every instruction starts with an equal sign. Okay. So if I start writing equals and then I do a formula, it'll try and calculate the formula inside that equals. So if I go like three, plus four and I hit enter, it's going to give me the answer. Well, it should give me the Liar. answer, but now it's being <laughs> awfully slow. Okay. So you have a number seven, which is the answer of three plus four, but also you can't, you can only, you can't, you don't have to just give it numbers. You can also give it addresses to different, to different cells. So in this case, for example, if I want to add month five and month six for this line, all I have to do is hit the equal sign again and then go to the cell I want, and it'll give me the address of the cell, which is F2 in this case, and then plus, and then I want to add the next one, and I just skip over to it, and then F2 plus G2, and then it'll add automatically whatever it is in there. And then you'll see, since it's, it's randomized, uh, every time the numbers change, it will change. And somebody's messing with my spreadsheet, and I'm going to be angry at someone in a little while. Okay, so... Um, other interesting stuff, and now this is like the really important stuff that we're going to have to see for sheets, for the sheets exam. There are certain basic formulas that we have to deal with when we're working with sheets. And the most basic ones are all in here in this little function menu. And it looks like a little letter sigma, for those of you who know what the letter sigma is. And then the letter sigma is the functions menu. And all of these are different functions that work within Google Sheets. And we're not going to get into most of them. We're going to get into the ones that we normally touch, which is basically uh, sum, average, and maximum and minimum. So uh, all you have to do to use one of these is actually click on a cell and then click on the on the function, and then it'll help you out as to how to do everything else. So it added everything for me. So it says equals sum, and then it opens a, a pair of parentheses. And all I have to do is select what it is that I want added. So Right now, if I select all of these, and it's I'm, what, what I'm doing is clicking and dragging. If I select all of these, it'll select that region, and then I hit enter, and all it'll do is add automatically add that that row. So, in this case, let's let's call this the totals row. Okay. And that's now, what you're gonna have to do. That's what you need to know. This how to is do. literally what you're going to have to do, or you something very. So the other thing that you might have to do is find out the average, which is something we as teachers do anyway, because we do have to deal with grades and stuff. So mm -hmm. if you want to do the average, then you go into the functions menu, you hit where it says average, and it'll do it for you. And all you have to do is select the data you want to average, and it'll do it perfectly. I hit enter, and there it goes. Mm -hmm. Now, the way average works here is if for some reason you're missing a grade, it'll 
smartly average the grade out. It will. It won't divide it by six. It'll divide it by the amount of uh, data that's in there. So, uh, be you know, just so you guys know that you don't have to, because I've seen people that actually go and they do the addition by hand and then they divide it by six or whatever. But the average function is so much easier. The same way, uh, if we let me let me shrink this a bit so it's a little easier to see. If we shrink this down, there's also two other formulas that you might get in the exam. So let's try these here. And there's the maximum formula and the minimum formula. And the maximum formula, all it'll do is from a selected range, it'll give you which is the highest value. So in this case, it's 82. And if you you know take it once over, you'll see that 82 is right there. And the same thing if we do over here. And it now, just because I've been using this menu doesn't mean you have to use it all the time. It's just this is for it's easier for you guys, if, especially if you don't know how to work sheets. But eventually, you'll get functions that are going to be your best friends. So all you're just going to start typing them up like crazy. And as you get used to this, it'll it'll work very nicely. Now, there are certain I'm not going to call them cheats because they're not cheating. There are certain little comfortable things that you can do for a spreadsheet. Like, for example, if you want to do this same operation for all the rows, and you'll see there's like oodles and oodles of rows because there's these are all Harry Potter characters and there's like a billion of them. So if you want to do it for all those rows, you don't have to go and do it one by one because you're going to go crazy. Um, Sheets is really nice that way. And all you do is you hover. You see that there's a little, a little teeny tiny square right there. That square, when the mouse hovers over it, it changes into a little cross. And then when you double click the cross, it'll automatically this is magic. This is copy paste the same formula, but adapted for each individual row. So right now I go like this. Sheets, wizardry for muggles. There you go. There it is. And then, and then every row has its own total. So you don't have to worry about copying and pasting or God forbid, redo it for all the, how many lines in there? There's 170 lines. So you're not gonna have to do it 170 times. That would be crazy, okay? So the same thing here, uh, you go for the average, you click over here and then you do like this and you double click and magic happens and there you go. Uh, now, for the test, the stuff I'm gonna start doing now is prettifying the spreadsheet, making it look nice, but it's not included in the test for level one. It is included, however, for the next test, but that's for another bootcamp. But then uh, there's stuff within, I wanna, okay, wait, 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 let me go back. We'll go back to that after because we do have to cover the stuff that's done in the show with chart. Please, just because you're awesome, can you show them one more time? Can you hover your mouse where you were double clicking specifically? Oh, sure. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me make it look pretty because all these number all these all these numbers are making me are making me dizzy. Okay. So when you have to first select the cell, okay. So when you select the cell, you notice that the bottom right corner has like a teeny tiny square on it, okay? And uh, let's see, I'm gonna hope that this works. Tell me if it works. No, it doesn't work. Because I tried touch pinching and zooming and it doesn't work on my Chromebook, so sorry. On the teeny tiny corner, there's a little, there's a little teeny tiny square, okay? And when your mouse is right on the square, it'll turn into a little cross, okay? And since this is the big adaptability cursors, it's a cross with a circle on it. But It'll turn into a little cross, and once you're in the cross, you can you can drag it around like crazy. And now it's going to average crazily. So don't. But that's the teeny tiny 
cross, right? The teeny tiny square is like the magical square. Now, let's go for charts, which is a very, very important part mm -hmm. in, the, mm -hmm. in the Google certified test. Okay, so um, I know it's gonna be a little harder to see, but I do need the real estate. So I'm terribly <laughs> sorry. Now, if you're going to do charts, the first thing you have to do before you start a chart is you have to select the information that you want to chart. So in this case, I'm gonna pick, I could pick all the students, but then the chart's gonna be little, really hard to read. So I'm gonna pick like the first 10, okay? And I'm gonna pick the first six months of the first 10 students. Now, when you have to insert a chart in the, in the exam, it's any chart out of any information that's within the sheet. So don't worry about it being useful or pretty or nice or, or telling you something really impressive because all it has to be is a chart. Okay, so after you select the information, then you go back and you find this beautiful square, which looks like a little teeny tiny chart, or if you really squint, it sort of looks like somebody giving you a finger. But or you then, can go to insert chart. Oh yeah, that too, but I like, I, I'm, I'm visual. So I can do this, insert chart, and it'll automatically take that information and make me wait, because of course it's gonna make me wait. Uh, oh, come on. There you go. And it made up I a chart. I really like when you get mad at the screen. <laughs> Colombian rage. Everybody is really enjoying it. Um, and some people are wanting to know if you have other videos. Just FYI, they're really enjoying this. Okay. They're, they're in there somewhere. There's been a couple. And there will be more. There will be a, there will be a spreadsheet wizardry for spreadsheet muggles coming up sometime in the future. So don't worry. Um, there will be a trailer for it in Twitter soon. Okay, so this is the chart. Now, if you like to chart this way, good for you, you're done. But there's lots of different types of charts. So you can see there's like stacked, there's, uh, there's this one is stacked columns. Then you have different columns and you have them side to side. You'll also have, uh, you can do bars, you can do, you can do lines, you can do lines and and charts you can do yeah you can do like all sorts of stuff there's all sorts of charts and there's weird charts in there also like for example there's pie charts and then uh there's this awesome chart but this is not going to work here because uh we don't have any geographical references but if you have like cities and stuff you can have it you can do a map and it's going to break here of course you can do a map and the values according to the to the to the regions, it'll uh, it'll vary the intensity of a color according to the value if you have it by cities or by or by or or by countries. Jeez, it's my second language. Bear with me. Um, there's also scatter charts. There's different types of plots. There's all sorts of weird charts that you don't see normally in other places. There's little gauges. There's lots of stuff. So, so it's fun to have a play and fool around with it, and it's super useful. And for the test. That's all you need to do is you have to come up with a chart. Now, if you want to cheat, it's not cheat because it's there, but if you want to do something different, let's get rid of this chart. There is also the beautiful, beautiful explore button. Yeah. If you hit the explore button, Google uses its googly craziness and its googly googliness, and it comes up with all sorts of different things that you can do to the data in your spreadsheet and it'll propose different solutions to problems you didn't know you had. So for example, right here, it's trying to do an analysis combining all the three, the first three months. 
And if you think this is interesting, all you have to do is click here where it says insert chart and it will eventually when I'm when, when patients, it'll show you a chart, you know, okay. everything and all of your different uh, students and how they did and all that. So it's really, really interesting. Um, also, and you can see here formatting. There's another cool one. Formatting is also super nice because right now this is a very interesting spreadsheet in the sense that it has lots of information, but it's not, it's pretty useless because it's not pretty. So here you have different formatting styles. So you can choose like, for example, this, and it'll color code everything. So it's easier to read. And if you don't like that, you can do different, you can edit how, what colors you want. If you want specific colors, you want to get really niggly, you can really, 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 of course there was a problem, obviously. Okay. And all sorts of things that you you can do with spreadsheets. Now, for Google Certified Level One, all you need to know how to do is use some average minimum or maximum. Uh, know how to wrangle around a spreadsheet and know how to make a a chart, and that's it. You don't need to stress. You don't need to freak out. Let's let's show people how the and maybe how to move it to its own sheet. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, so for example, insert, let's insert a chart. Okay, so now it'll guess what the chart's doing. And now since we have a chart, now also it'll this chart can live in its own sheet. So you click here on the little three dots, which is the kebab, the snowman, or the ant, or there's lots of names for it. And then here, the beautiful move to its own sheet. So after you click that, the chart will disappear from here and it's it's in its own little chart tab that you can see at the bottom. And that is basically it. So be merry, have fun. This is basically spreadsheets for beginners. And all we want you to see is that spreadsheets don't bite. They're not that hard. They, 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 they haven't killed people that we know of yet. And if they have, well, that'd be really sad. Um, but it's not that hard. If you have any questions, the video is going to be up for a long time. If you have any questions, you can ask us. Uh, I'm sure there's more than one person that's willing to help. Um, little teeny tiny sh cheat sheet. It'll be in the presentation that you're going to get anyway. But if you don't know how to figure something out, the explore button really, really helps. And it really weeds out lots of weird information. And, um, it, it starts, del if you have enough information, it'll start delving into like pivot tables and lots of weird stuff. And it'll, and it'll give you like really interesting information. And if you can't remember the name of the formulas, the function row the, in, in, the, in, all the, in the row with all the tools, the function button is definitely, mm -hmm. definitely your friend. Yeah. And last but not least, because we love giving out points, especially me, um, you can earn 50 extra points once you get the spread, once you get this uh, presentation, there is a sheet sample and the sheet sample will, will you'll have to add, uh, you have to create a chart, average the last two tests and share it with us at bootcamp. So yeah, that would be basically it. That is it for sheets. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're a little less scared. Shouldn't be scared. They're not scary. Good. They're really nice. They really I, just love, I just love the way you talk, Luis. I thought it was amazing. Thank you so much for your amazing humor and all that you told us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. I loved it. And I think 
Um, I, what I was reading from the comments is that you helped calm people in an area where they have a lot of questions. Um, you helped give them and provide lots of new information, which made people realize, oh, I, I shouldn't be scared of this tool. I can mm -hmm. use it in this great way. Um, mm -hmm. And then for sure, we will um, be having a level two mm -hmm. next month where we'll go. On, some of you were awesome and we're having questions for things that are going to appear in the level two exam. So you're welcome to return and deepen your understanding of this great tool. You can ask us anytime um, and we'll be happy to help support you in that. So we're just going to um, thank you, Bonnie and Louise. And then, um, and then Amber and I are going to close this out today. So, um, so yeah, but don't worry. You can ask them questions. They're both amazing. Okay. So Stacy, I think we're on the next one. Here we go. Here we go, Stacy. <laughs> I see her. I see you. I yeah. see her down there. She's 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 working on it. Oh, okay. There we go. She's amazing. Okay, so another code word because you know you can't get enough. I still, when I'm sitting here, I love how I match the background, Amber. Okay, so um, this. Okay, so another code word practice. I was just trying to give you some time to see it before we moved on to a different slide. Um, so another code word is practice for that one. And then um, we'll keep going, Cece. So we'll look at questions. If you have them, keep asking. But we're going to do a few shout outs and a couple other things. Oh, one shout out. One back, Stacy. One back. Yes. There. So thank you so much again for all the things that you're putting on Twitter and the things that you're making. So Christina Nunez, thank you so much for your amazing work that you've been sending to us. We love it. We appreciate it. She has tons of great ideas for forms, bathroom passes, escape rooms, narratives, rubrics. So learn from your fellow tweeters. Oh my gosh, they're so smart. I love them. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes, and continue. If there are any questions, please feel free um, when you come to office hours. This is the bit.ly for that, bit.ly slash bootcamp questions. Again, that's cap sensitive, so make sure that you're typing that correctly. But you can you can let us know your questions ahead of time, so if you don't want to hold on to that. And then um, for some more bonus points, what was your biggest takeaway from today? There were so many. Oh, my gosh. I kept taking notes the whole time. I, people make fun of me because I, I take notes on my little Post-its, too. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do full on sketch noting since I'm presenting. Um, so you can use emojis or a gift to share what you've learned most today. Tag a presenter, say thank you again. We're all volunteers um, and we keep growing our group. Just FYI, um, as I mentioned at the start, we had a leadership meeting. We met with people from all over the world who wanna be a part of our team. So um, that our, our group is all volunteer and we welcome everyone. So please, please, if you know people that would like to be a part of it, if you have people at your school, if you do eventually, um, we can connect you and we have have leadership meetings um, every few weeks to welcome people in and show you the ropes of how to do everything that you need to do. Okay, next slide. Next slide. All right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about just a couple of practice questions because we know that maybe you're not understanding maybe the format of what you're going to see when you get in there. We want to fully prepare you for everything that you're going to see. So this is on the website called Quizzes, if you've ever used Quizzes, and it's a really cool little interactive, kind of like Kahoot, but it's a different form of it. So anyways, they have this on here, but in this situation, you are asked, on the test, you are asked to choose more than one sometimes. It'll say choose two, choose three, choose four. So this is kind of an example of what you would see. What visually represent or what, what visual elements can be incorporated into a Google slide presentation to make it visually appealing? And then you would choose two of the things that would make the most sense. Um, what are some benefits of using slides for group projects? 
So it's not only asking you about the, the product itself and all the things that it does, but it'll sometimes ask you, how would you use that in a classroom? What's the best way to use that with a team? Um, what's the best way to collaborate with this tool? So you're gonna have questions that are gonna ask you not only about how it works, but how you would use it in the classroom. So just pre be prepared for that to see that on the test. And I believe we're not exactly sure, but I'm almost sure that there's 15 multiple choice questions at the beginning, and then the rest are all task-based. So yeah, it's, it's split into two parts, right? Mm -hmm. So if you weren't familiar with that, there, as Amber was saying, it's multiple choice, and then you get into actually using the tools and showing it. So as we mentioned the, um, last time, they'll give you, they'll give you when you sign up for the exam, you will end up getting a Google login that you will use. That will then take you to having a Google Drive that will contain all the things that you'll need for the exam. So if we go to the next slide, then using that login, um, it will provide you with the specific things within your drive that you would need, like the email address from which you'll send things when you open it up. So you won't be using your own. You'll be using something that then they can watch and see what you do. Um, and then if you want to practice, these are scenario cards that are linked here. These are ama amazing, amazing. We've actually utilized some of these. Um, thank you to Judy Kim. We've utilized some of these um, and and then reworked them for some of our boot camp um, challenges. Um, but but these are here and you can you can help test yourself. And this is where we got a lot of the ones we were pulling from specific ones. And this will allow you to practice even more. Just know that the green are ranked like the, the easiest level for practice questions. Blue is intermediate and red is hardest for challenging yourself. And so this will help give you specific scenarios. So again, you're gonna get multiple choice. And then you move from multiple choice into scenario-based questions. For me, actually, the multiple choice were the ones that actually I found most challenging. And it wasn't that the question itself is hard. So please don't misinterpret that. It was that I think I kept doubting myself in the answer. Like I felt like I knew enough about the tool. So then I kept rethinking, is there something that I don't know? What should I be putting there? And honestly, like every test, my best advice is if you've practiced, if you've gone through it, if you've gone through the quizzes section, or you've gone through any of these details, you know it, you do know it. So give yourself the best opportunity possible. Don't doubt yourself, put it in. You can come back if you need to, but do your best. Um, and, and um, know that though people were asking a lot in our office hours, like after this, am I ready to take it? And so what I would say to anybody is, this is like you've come to class, but I would say you probably need to go home and do a little bit of homework. Right, that that sitting here and watching us is a great first step. And if you feel ready, maybe you are, right? Like, I don't wanna judge you on that, but it would really help you, I think, to feel most comfortable if you then go back through, maybe rewatch, and if you weren't practicing at the same time, that's what I would use that time for. Take your time and do it. There's no rush. Make, make yourself feel comfortable, confident as you go in for that test and know that you will be seeing both multiple choice and practice scenario questions. All right, next slide. I'm seeing, I'm seeing in the chat over there about people asking about the, um, provide the link to the practice questions. It's yes. on the slide deck. I put it in there on the very bottom. So when you get access to this slide deck, then you will be able to go to that quizzes um, test and you'll be able to take those practice questions yourself. So um, keep your eyes out for that and then you'll be able to, to do that. And also there are also there are also some in the teacher center too when you're going back through if you're going through all of the information in that teacher center um to help guide you there are practice questions there as well.
Yes. Okay. So let me tell you about test sign up. So there's been some updates more recently. And so I'm going to let you know about those things. But um, what we were realizing is that uh, there was different things that were happening in ProctorU and, and in the other uh, testing system. It's called Criterion. But you can sign up on both of those still. But Criterion system is now staying not till July 1st, but until next year, July. Is that what it is? June or July? I can't remember, Miss. Stacy's giving you the thumbs up. She's okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so it, you have one more year. So it was supposed to end July 1st through the Criterion system, and then it was moving over to ProctorU. That is no longer. You now have access to the Criterion system all the way until next year, this, this time next year. And so make sure that you take advantage of that if you want to take it in that old system. Also, they have put into play, even with ProctorU, that it is open note. So there is the option to have open note and they've made it available in the old system and in the new system. That is something that you will be able to utilize because they want to know what you know, but they don't want you to have to memorize everything. They want to see how well you can search tools and look for stuff and find things that you need. So again, it is open note on both and you have access to the criterion system all the way until next year, June, June or July next year. And so um, one question that I think, and then I didn't mean to interrupt, but I did because I don't want you to go ahead of yourself. So a great question is that somebody was asking preference. And what I would say is I actually don't know that it's a preference. I think you could probably ask people personally right person to person someone might say something but the questions themselves are pretty much the same and right now your way of taking it is going to be the same but your district may have something that you want to check with before actually going in and taking it so if your district purchased some vouchers previously or there were certain things that were done or they purchased it through one or the other right I, there are there are ways to apply them but if your district has a way that they would recommend um, please go by what your district says because we don't want to get you in trouble at your district. Um, and I would say if you were asking us a week ago, some people may have given you a preference. Um, but right now, they're going to look pretty much the same until things roll over. Yeah. So they're definitely going to be pretty much similar. The only difference in ProctorU is that you're going to have your screen shared the entire time and Criterion you don't. But the same, you still get to do open note on each of them. So it doesn't really affect you in either way. So again, personal preference, whatever you, you want to do. I know. I thought I was really hilarious when I was taking mine the first time because I have kids and they kept coming in and you're supposed to be alone during the exam. And I was taking mine in the original system and my kids kept walking in the room and I like held up one of them to the screen and said, I promise I'm not cheating and talking to someone. This is my child. Um, <laughs> I just, I, but, but good to know it's AI. So just know like, yeah. um, there's it not a validate you, I'm sure. <laughs> I passed. It was okay. Um, and then there, there's a uh, there's another link. People are also asking when are they getting the slide deck, just so that you know once this closes, then yeah. and then you can go back and watch the recording. It will be in the description. Um, it will also be up on the bootcamp website and on our global gag website. So we just have to wait for this live presentation to be over, and then yeah. it will be there for you. Yeah. So the link to the presentation will be there at the very end. You are not late to our awesome Facebook user and everyone else. All right, Stacy. Okay, shout out for our last boot camp. So at the end of all of this, we get so excited about all the things that we, you know, learned with everybody. 
And uh, but we always kind of meet together and meet. So we have a, a boot camp after party. Basically, we're already having an after party, it looks like. Uh, but uh, we love to see, we love to post these things and show you that, hey, we're all meeting together as a team, just like you guys are meeting with us as a team and we're collaborating and and we love doing this and having our little after party because it, it we get real jazzed with all the fun that we have with you guys. <laughs> Oh, someone asked, that's a great question. Someone asked, when you pass, mm -hmm. you can, can you transfer the badge to our school email? So, okay, so badging is so amazing. We certainly, um, and we would shout you out here. So come back and let us know when that happens. And I'm gonna say when, because I know you will. So one of the great things that I would think about is um, that those badges, you can download them, you can put them in your email signature. There are lots of ways. And then if you've taken it through one email, but you wanna, uh, be able to access it. Those are things that we could talk about later um, for sure if you have particular questions because I know we recommended for a lot of people if it's possible to, to be signing up using your personal. So the, the another reason for doing that is sometimes people don't know if they're necessarily gonna be at the same school or have that same email address forever. So it was always recommended to me that when you sign up for something, try signing up with an email that you know is yours and can be yours forever and ever. Um, and then if that needs to get fixed that you can always email and you can get that sorted. But I would say that'll make life easier for you as you're signing up for the exam. Right. <laughs> Okay, we would love your feedback. Did I take your slide, Amber? Oh, it's it's okay. Keep going. You're good. Okay, we would love your feedback as always. Again, we're volunteers here. We would love, love, love your feedback to know how to continue to improve our presentations. We would love to have you join us in those in the future. So um, please give us your feedback. We have lots more to come, and we have some awesome, awesome events coming up that are. We have obviously day three. We have other things coming up in the future, and we have a little promo coming up um, about one of our great events. Um, and I think Darren made this amazing promo video. Yes, so with that, everywhere. Yes. Yeah, with that, we just want to say that we appreciate you. We welcome your feedback and thank you for being here with us. We know that these are longer days and we hope that you've learned a lot from it and you are welcome to rewatch over and over and over again. You can see all the funny things that all of our people have said. Um, and then please come to our future events. We would love to see you. So here's one. And also don't forget about boot camp hours on Monday. So we will see you on Monday two sessions, two times. We'll be there. Um, and thank you for joining us today so much. Yes, thank you so much. Bye all. See ya.